0: Welcome to the Realtors Land Institute podcast, the Voices of Land, the industry's leading land real estate organization. Hello, this is Justin Osborne, accredited land consultant with the Wells Group Real Estate Brokerage in Colorado and New Mexico. Have you ever wondered how the best land brokers got to the top of their game? Confessions of a Land Pro, a new series from the Realtors Land Institute aims to answer that question. Featuring interviews with top land producers from various regions and markets, Confessions of a Land Pro uncovers the journey to the apex of an ever-changing industry. Today's episode features Andy Flack, ALC, Principal Broker at Homeland Properties in Huntsville, Texas, in conversation with guest interviewer Clayton Pilgrim of Century 21, Harvey Properties in Paris, Texas. Whether you're just getting started in land real estate or you're a seasoned agent with years of experience, I hope you can gather some nuggets of wisdom from Confessions of a Land Pro.
1: Today, I have the privilege to interview a fellow accredited land consultant, Andy Flack. Andy is the founding partner and managing broker of Homeland Properties, headquartered in Huntsville, Texas. Homeland is a powerhouse in the Central Texas market and has consistently been recognized as one of the top brokerages in Texas, selling north of $100 million in real property annually. Andy has also recently been the top land sales broker in our 2019 Annual Apex Awards for total land sales against hundreds of land brokers nationwide. It is with great gratitude and thanks we welcome Andy Flack to our interview series. Andy, welcome.
2: Thank you, Clayton. Glad to be
1: here. So Andy, in our series, we're we're, we're targeting uh, questions from, from esteemed brokers that have been in it for 30 plus years. We want to know all the the ins and outs. Some of us are just starting. Some of us have been in the business five years. Some of us have been in the business 10 years. So I'm going to kind of circle some questions. And I think maybe first, tell us some information about yourself, your company, how many agents you manage, and maybe even how many listings do you manage? I mean, what's y'all's normal... Uh, uh, day
2: to day? Yeah, so we kind of have a standard answer for that. We get that asked that quite a bit. Um, Homeland properties covers a region we call about 40 counties in East Texas. Uh, we go from the Gulf of Mexico to the Red River all the way to Louisiana and mostly kind of back up to the I-45, I-45 corridor. We do go west of I-45 a little bit. Um, we have uh, about 15 agents Uh, land agents that cover and and, uh, handle that inventory. Our inventory is hovering somewhere around 500 listings or offerings at this time, somewhere in the neighborhood of 110,000 acres total. And um, that we're based out of Huntsville, Texas, but uh, obviously we
1: travel quite a bit as well. So I spoke with your, your marketing manager. She, she gave me a little inside information about you, but she said, Homeland property started 31 years ago, but you've been licensed for 36 years. So, you know, how did that start? How did, how was week one whenever you said, I'm going to be a land broker? How did that, uh, everybody had their week one, I call it, or their day one, yeah. but how was that week one for you?
2: Well, I started uh, right out of college in 1984. And uh, for those that remember the mid 80s to late 80s, it was pretty weak markets. Uh, we were coming out of, uh, you know, 15 to 18% interest rates and going into a recession and, and then going into the big uh, bank failure and foreclosure years of the uh, the late 80s, early 90s. So my first week was probably uh, trying to, you know, get my feet up under me and figure out what I was going to do. Um, obviously, being young, uh in the business um little responsibility i didn't need a whole lot of money to live back then so uh you know i could i can try to sc- scrap out a little bit of something to as we got we got going but uh it was it was kind of tough but it was a good time to start because i didn't need a whole lot at the time
1: so knowing what you know now and 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 through your career if you could go back to Andy Flack week one, what would you tell Andy Flack week one? Cause some of our guys are just getting their license that yeah. would be watching this series. So what, what would you tell Andy Flack week one?
2: Well, I mean, I think, I think I had a pretty good, uh, idea week one of what I needed to do in terms of a work ethic. And so that's probably the first thing that I would say is, you know, develop that work ethic. Uh, you know, when you're a contract broker agent, um, you work for yourself. So you got to get yourself out of bed and, and uh, you got to stay at work too. So 40 hours a week back then was probably less than average. So I put in a lot of time and I had a lot, of, I had a strong work ethic coming, coming out of college. My, my parents taught me to work when I was young. So I don't have any problem with work, but work, you know, time is what you have to put into it when you're young. And you got to do kind of that grunt work that, uh, May not be that fun and maybe some other people don't want to do it, but that's what you just got to take your licks and go through it and perseverance. Um, looking back uh, in hindsight, everybody young and getting started in something new wants everything to happen today. I mean, they you know, it's it just not going to happen. So, um, uh, one brick at a time,
1: you know,
2: just to build that wall.
1: So uh, I follow you on social media and, and obviously – we're all in the business and we see each other's posts and stuff. And I see a lot of, I see a lot of your excerpts biblically. And I know you're a a very uh, Christian driven man and, and, and well earthed and footed to the ground, but how do morals and, and does your faith, how does, how does that guide your work life? You know, making decisions. I, I see it all the time. And we can make decisions and, 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 and make ourselves a lot of money, but how does, longevity i guess in the business and the moral character how does that build in something that that takes 36 years
2: well we wouldn't none of us would be here except for the grace of god and um it's by the grace of god that we're not only here but we're in this business we're successful in the business and he's put us uh put us here so we first got to give glory to him and then uh, because of that uh, moral character it uh integrity ethics um, They're paramount, you know, to our work, and they all stem from from uh, our moral aptitude, and that that comes from being
1: biblically grounded in uh, in the in the truth and the word of Christ. So six you said you had 15 agents and then and then you included so really you're managing 16 agents I would say because you're managing your own business Uh, I'm
2: including myself in those okay myself Karen Stout and my daughter Robbie Flack kind of make up a small team that we have we don't advertise ourselves as a team but we handle all of uh, you might say my inventory or our inventory and then Mm -hmm. The other uh, 12 land agents, they they have their inventory, but they also spend a lot of time representing buyers that, you know, buy our inventory. We obviously work for a lot of sellers to have that kind of inventory.
1: Right. So what what keeps your uh, what keeps you driven to motivate a team like that, especially a, a successful team that y'all have? What What is the what is the drive?
2: You know, I, I think my drive is just that I love the business. I love the land business. Uh, I love being outdoors. Um, from where we are, uh, timberland is obviously uh, our our farm area, if you will. And I love timberland, and I just and I just enjoy getting up every day and doing what I do. So it, may, it it's so easy, uh, and you know, obviously putting the deal together and you know, making everybody happy uh the buyers and sellers when that happens it's very gratifying it just keeps us wanting to do more it's uh, uh, just a lot of fun
1: it, it it's my uh, my dad told me like a few years did too if you if you're never at work it's a lot of fun yeah yeah i mean it's you know and that's what i try to tell anyone but um i guess let's kind of turn the page just a little bit, but. Going from from a starting broker to a guy that's been in the business say five to ten years and got a pretty good book of business and um, is looking to do the next step maybe be a broker. What, when did you know uh, you were ready to start Homeland? What was the what what gave you the the insight to really start your own deal and not work for under another broker? I guess you say or start yeah. a bigger company.
2: Well, I don't know that I wouldn't have stayed with another firm. I started with a firm in 1984, uh, early 85, and my now partner in the Homeland Properties, uh, John Paul Lanson and I, we, we worked together for about five years with that other firm. And uh, the, the integrity and the ethics and maybe the moral character wasn't there. Uh, that we expected and so we we sort of forced ourselves out and I I guess we sort of forced ourselves into starting our own company but it was it was the best thing to do and the best direction to take and so we were already both brokers uh, within that company so it wasn't hard to to branch out and again it was late 89 we opened the doors of January, first business day of January 1990, and we were still in the markets where things were, you know, tough, but um, at that time, the foreclosure market was pretty, pretty strong in terms of working for banks and uh, the FDIC, and we were able to gain a pretty good market share of that in this area, and that kept us going.
1: What was uh you know a, a guy that's going out on his own or maybe just went out on his own? What what would be uh what was the worst thing you spent money on? I mean, we all do it, a pickup or or, or you know uh, buying that big house too quick or.
2: No, I don't know that I can really say. I don't think I have an answer for that. I um, can't think of any anything that I would look back and say, "Well, I shouldn't have done that." Uh, we've always been fairly conservative, but you know practical and logical at the same time we still don't have a very big office i mean uh, the building runs about 3500 feet and so wow we're crammed in here with a lot of people of course there are a lot of people on the road uh, you know we've got two guys that work out of their house in different regions but uh so we've never been uh, we could have grown a lot bigger with a lot more people but i feel like that we would have been managing people instead of managing our real estate business that we enjoy doing so much, but I can't really say that I, you know, have any regrets of anything we've ever spent money on. Uh, I mean, obviously, in technology, the way it changes, you know, I mean, the first cell phone was a great, a great thing to have, but the way those things go, you know, you're buying a new one about every year or so because of technology. <laughs> Same thing with drones and digital cameras and all that kind of computers for that matter, so you know, you're going to just, that's just part of your business
0: expense.
1: I struggle constantly with, with, I guess, circling back or or CRM. There's several different acronyms for it, but uh, talking to past clients and and keeping contact with them. What is, what is one thing you struggle with as a, as a real estate broker that you, that you constantly have to work on all the time that, uh, everybody's got their thing. That's mine. But I was. What What is something you struggle with that you that you have to remind yourself and think, man, I got to do more of that? Or,
2: well, as far as struggling with something personally, I, I can't. I can't say I do. I, I, we're blessed with a great group of people that work here. Um, just know, being in the business, we're one of the few land companies that has a full staff of uh, personnel, GIS, mapping, video, drone advertising so it's not all falling on maybe that office manager you know people answer the phone we're not i'm not having to answer my own phone i mean we we did that in the early days but you slowly grow out of that but maybe i can flip your question this question and the one before around and say instead of the worst money i ever spent the best money i've ever spent was spending it on good personnel um You know, you you can't keep all the money yourself that you're making. If you'll spend it on good people and and good product, it will come back to you exponentially. So I don't really struggle with things that I say uh, I need to improve on. I mean, obviously, we're all taking our continuing education, and I think it's important to stay on top of that. Even if, as a veteran broker, I can't fall into the trap of thinking I know everything and I don't need to learn anything new. That That's something that will, especially in technology. I mean, I know a lot of guys my age that don't do computers or don't do email or don't, you know, that only do fax or fax is old. I mean, don't let the new technologies uh Pass you by unless you're ready to retire because you need to stay up on that. And, and, and there's no such thing as an old dog can't learn new tricks. I mean, but yes, you can. You take the time to do it. Be open minded. Let these young people teach you. You know, the, those new technologies. I, I stay up on that. Um, I will say that you asked me what I struggle with personally. I don't struggle with things like that, but I struggle with some industry. But items that other agents and brokers need to be aware of, and I think the biggest thing we struggle with is the lack of education amongst among our agents in the industry. The easiest thing to do in this business is to get a license, and I struggle with the Real Estate Commission and the Texas Association of Realtors that don't provide more stringent requirements for licensing in our industry, and you know, I may be tailing off a little bit from your question, but I think I'm no, answering No, I, it I, I think it's a valid point, yeah. I think because of that is another reason why I became an ALC is to distinguish myself from other others in the business. Uh, the easiest thing to do is get a license. Well, I do this full-time. I've been doing it full-time for 36 years. I'm not a part-time agent. I don't have part-time agents. Um, I don't think you can do this business effectively and represent your buyers and sellers truly in a fiduciary role by doing it part-time. And I apologize to those who disagree with me, but that's how I feel. And that's our experience. And we've been successful at what we do. And and that's, that's how we practice our, our industry. We think we're professionals just like a CPA or, or attorneys and better in some regards, um, And that's not to boast, that's just a fact. But we have to deal every day, our biggest struggle is dealing with agents that are inexperienced and don't know what they're doing. And uh, I urge agents and brokers that to make sure that you are educated, that you do have the extra classes or certifications that will help you be more intelligent and more responsive in this business. Uh, so that you don't have to get uh, answers from other brokers when you're inexperienced. Don't represent a seller if you're inexperienced. Don't represent a buyer if you're inexperienced. You're not doing them justice. What you're telling them is really that I'm working for the dollar, not for you. And so that's that's something. That's what we struggle with more than anything in our business.
1: And yeah. that is. That I is we, we spoke about that in in future leaders and that's that's part of the 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 meat and bones of this series was is exactly trying to get bring people more into uh, especially if you want to be in the land business like you said it's uh, a real estate license is free yeah really, anybody can get one especially free. in Texas. it's 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 very easy entry uh where is a surveyor i'm an, uh, I'm an appraiser trainee right now and just getting an appraisal license is tough. you know to to be a to be a surveyor in the state of Texas is is tough but a real estate license uh we can buy a a four-wheel drive pickup and get a real estate license and pair of boots and you're a land agent all of a sudden and uh man that that speaks volumes when did when did you get your ALC your accreditation
2: oh I'd have to look uh Clayton I, I think it's been about 10 years now maybe not quite that long but I've known about ALC for a long time prior to getting it. I probably drugged my feet, uh, But I do think that as the internet has become more popular and social media more popular, that RLI, the Realtors Lands Institute, certainly became better known. And they've done a better job of marketing themselves and us. And so therefore... The need to have that certification, uh, I saw as a bonus again to distinguish myself and our company from average uh, or below average people in the business. It's disheartening when you work full time as a land agent with the time that we have in it and the goodness, the experience and, and, the, and the number of acres of sales that we do to lose a listing to a part-time agent because they they have a license and their brother-in-law wants to sell a piece of property yeah i mean that's just um, obviously it's a free world free country they can do what they want to but i mean we work hard to be professionals and then lose lose business because um somebody else has a license. So we we try to do what we can to distinguish ourselves and to prove that we are, we have earned our, those extra certifications to become, to set ourselves apart or separate us from just our average real estate agent in East Texas.
1: So when you got yours, obviously, uh, you probably traveled quite a bit to several different classes, I would assume. And, and probably none of it online. Did they have land you? No, I did. I did most of mine online. I think I did all of it online. Actually. You did all of it online. Yeah. So now we have for the listeners that don't, that are not familiar with an ALC and ALC is, is the accredited land consultant designation. Andy's an ALC myself included. Uh, it's, it's very similar to accreditations in, in, in other real estate uh, professions or other I uh, I guess, centric to land. Uh, ALC, you see it behind everyone's name, but that is, a, that is an extended education process. It's, a, it's uh, multiple classes. There's some volume requirements in that. Um, all of our video series folks are RLI members and accredited land consultants. And I think uh, now we have Land U, which is a 10-day uh, program where you can get most of your classes done there. There's also online. There's a hundred ways to do it um obviously you can look through rli to 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 get any more information about that or call me directly uh it's not hard to find clayton pilgrim or andy flack we uh, any of us could could show you in the direction of of getting those education classes and and getting involved in, in getting your alc but uh i think the value that i see that andy's seen as well is is there's there's not just a, a license there, but you have a education background, and there's so many different pieces of the puzzle. Whether you're selling uh, transitional land on outside of an urban area, or you're selling timberland like uh, Andy and his his folks are, you're selling uh, you know equitable farms in northeast Texas like we sell. That's you know there's so many pieces to the puzzle, and I think um, we have to continue to educate ourselves. And if you're not a part of RLI, you're not – don't know anything about the ALC, really do your research out there. But, Andy, we're going to do some rapid-fire questions and we get out of here. But uh, these are a whole lot more lighthearted and down to earth. But what's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite hobby outside of work? Uh, Just being outdoors. Favorite sports team? Oh – well, it
2: it's, uh I would say um, that's changed since all the COVID stuff. So I, I don't have one right now.
1: I understand. And then uh, where where does where does Andy Flat go whenever he's not at work? Where's his Where's his get out of town place? Where do well, you like I, to go?
2: I really get out of town. We we live in Huntsville. We have a property here. Most of the time it's just here outside. We're usually either hunting, fishing, shooting, ski, doing some hiking, just spending time in the woods with our with
1: family. What's all right? So if you're a hunter, then what's your what's what's your I asked this at a question a while back. Uh, what's your favorite, what's your favorite caliber? Are you a shotgun man or rifle man? Or? Yeah, I'm
2: mostly a shotgun man. We love upland bird, mostly dove hunting. We do a lot of waterfowl hunting as well. So 12, 20 gauge, you know. Awesome. We
1: shoot a lot of ski. In well, to that. Andy, I, man, I appreciate the time and, uh, man, great content. And and uh, I think this will go really far with with a lot of people. I know I learned a lot and I've been in the business a little over five years. And, uh, man, it's it's I, there's nothing better than hearing from the from the guys that have that have been there and done it and are continuing to do it. And uh, we really appreciate it from our alive future leaders committee and, and our listeners. We really, really appreciate it.
0: Sure. Thank you, Clayton. I appreciate being here. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a Land Pro on the Voices of Land podcast. And thanks to the Future Leaders Committee of the Realtors Land Institute for their work producing this series. You can find this episode and more valuable information on the land real estate industry at RLILand.com.